uh, public evangelism is banned in many places the members don't have even uh, the freedom to carry the bible in public hello and welcome to this action podcast from bible league international i'm your host michael woolworth For more than 80 years, Bible League International's mission has been to serve the under-resourced church with Bibles and training to transform lives worldwide through God's Word. More on that uh, audio cut you heard in just a moment, but our action podcasts feature powerful stories of God's work around the world, taking you to the front lines of our global ministry and allowing you to see how your gifts and prayers help us realize our mission every day. At the end of this action podcast, we'll share how you can partner with the exciting ministry of Bible League International. India. It's the second most populated country in the world with 1.3 billion people. It's the land of the late independence leader, Mahatma Gandhi. 80% of the population follows Hinduism. Persecution against Christians grows stronger daily throughout India, but facing hostility hasn't silenced them. Instead, many believers stand ready to boldly share the hope found only in Jesus Christ. And programs of Bible League International equip them with Bibles and training, growing their faith and inspiring them to engage people in God's Word. I'm joined today by Sabish, my colleague in India, whose voice you just heard at the beginning of our podcast. Sabish, we're uh, withholding your last name for security purposes, uh, but welcome. And wow, those are some serious restrictions, aren't they? Evangelism banned and no right to carry a Bible in some places. Tell us, what's life like for a Christian in India today? The Christians in India, especially in the north, are going through a very tough time. The Hindu fanatic organizations have emerged as a superpower for the last couple of years. And they divided the people according to to their religions and started to attack other religions, especially the Christians. And they are intolerant and oppose all the gospel and missionary works. Well, that is very difficult to grasp. I I know that most of us uh, are hearing in the news of this uh, persecution of Christians from the government and extremists. Um, Subish, tell us more, please. They are forcing the Christians to recon their faith and uh, uh, reconvert into Hinduism. So when a person or family accepts Jesus, uh, their community expel them. Their families excommunicate them. Uh, but the new believers are very strong, and uh, I'm very glad uh, that uh, God is working uh, for them. Uh, they are very strong in their faith that they stick on to the salvation that they receive. That is the greatest thing I want to share about the faith of Christians in India. The Hindu fanatic organization, they they conducted many reconversion ceremonies, but uh, uh, it was not successful. They have given up all those activities nowadays because nobody is willing to, to reconvert into Hinduism. That's a great thing. And that, that's the faith of uh, the new, new believers here in India. And I praise God for that. Yeah, that is definitely praiseworthy. So shunning from family and pressure from communities to convert back to their former religion. You say that's all very prominent now, uh, Subish. But you say that Christians are strong in their faith. Are the churches growing there? Uh, I can say that the churches are growing. Uh, Let me explain like this. Uh, Many of the Indian states are known for its religious persecutions. Concerning to Indian Christianity, uh, the the, the challenges are part of our ministry activities. We face challenges on everyday basis. These challenges include social, political, and religious. Uh, And we have a non a secular government at present, and they are emerging as a superpower winning the elections in different states. 
they always propagate Hindu agendas and aim to establish a Hindu nation. And, and uh, the Hindu extremists started to teach, uh, if you see a Christian, they are following a foreign faith. They are defiling India because they are following a foreign faith. And uh, public religious activities were banned by the local uh, political and religious leaders. Some churches are forced to stop conducting cell groups in many parts of the country. Evangelism is found to be the greatest challenge uh, in the in the country. Uh, public evangelism is banned in many places. The members don't have even the freedom to carry the Bible in public. So, Sabish, let me pare back what you just said. So the challenges that churches in India face include cell groups being asked to uh, disband. Evangelism, uh, just sharing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life is discouraged, and it's a crime to carry uh, Bibles in some areas? And yet you say that Christians are strong in their faith and churches are growing? That's absolutely amazing. Now, talk more, if you will, about these restrictions. I mean, this isn't something that we face here in America. They attack the churches, pastors and believers. The church is suffering so much persecution nowadays. In many places, the missionaries are not able to go to their mission fields. I, I received one of our church planter. He, he told me in the North Karnataka, the state of North Karnataka, he says in his village, you will see the signboards uh, like uh, Christian missionaries are prohibited in the village. If anyone tries to do it, they will attack them mercilessly. Wow. So you're saying that it's very common to see signs at the entrance to a village indicating that pastors and missionaries aren't even welcome there, huh? Sabish, what do you think the reason is for all of this? I believe the reason behind all this is the growth of the church. People are responding to the gospel and are joining the church. Church is growing in India amidst of the severe persecutions. And I thank God for God's hand in every area of our country. The church is growing, and that's why uh, they, they are creating more and more problems, because they tried to attack the churches, but the, the, the churches continue to grow. That's what they are, they are still attack the churches, persecute the pastors and all. The, uh, in my opinion, the church in India is growing. You're listening to the Action Podcast from Bible League International today. I'm speaking with my colleague, Sabish. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. And Sabish, it is encouraging to hear the gospel is going forth uh, in a place where Christians face severe opposition. What's it like for you, your staff, uh, and your volunteers, those who carry out Bible League's programs there? One of our state directors in Uttar Pradesh, while he was carrying the uh, carrying the Bibles in his motorbike, and the police officers asked him to come and report to the police station because he he was carrying the Bibles in his motorbike, and they inquired, "Where you are distributing this? Are you involved in in, in conversions?" And they question him from the morning till uh, till the evening. And these kind of things are there. And sometimes when, when we conduct the trainings also, uh, we have to find out a safer place to conduct the training. Uh, nowadays it is very difficult to provide the training also. But our staff and our volunteers, they are very committed and they are going everywhere, reaching out the remote villages also, traveling maybe 15 hours to reach some remote locations. And they, they are doing it. But there are problems for carrying the Bibles, distributing the Bibles. Even we cannot distribute a flyer uh, in public nowadays in India. Well, it's hard for us to grasp in America, I can tell you. 
displaying a flyer, maybe for Bible school or a Bible study, you know, that's, that's a crime in uh, India is what you're saying. Say, earlier in your response, uh, you mentioned that your director in the state of uh, Uttar Pradesh was stopped on his motorbike in the course of carrying Bibles, and authorities questioned him from morning to night. You also said that Christian workers, they're willing to travel like 15 hours to do ministry. Wow. Subish, you and your team are going to great lengths, aren't you? I'll give the credit to the state directors and area coordinators as they have the burden to reach every area of their states. And uh, they travel for more than 15 hours. Sometimes they travel in motorbikes for, for five hours, six hours to reach some remote villages where the people groups are settled. And they have a vision, they have the burden to to reach those villages and distribute the Bibles, provide the trainings uh, for the believers. Uh, In those remote locations, there are actually no transportation facilities, uh, but they go there and conduct the trainings for the pastors and evangelists working in these remote locations and provide them the needed materials and Bibles. Well, I have a lot of respect for what you and your staff and your volunteers do to see the gospel go forth uh, there in India. Um, when I think of India, I think of lots of people, right? 1.3 billion people. And I know that a significant number live in extreme poverty in rural areas. It must be incredibly difficult for a Christian in India to get a Bible, yes? There are a lot of tribes in remote villages, and their standard of living is very poor. Uh, when we provide the, the Bibles, many people testified that it was the greatest day of their life. Uh, if they want to buy a Bible, they have to travel overnight and spend a week's wages for travel and Bible because the Bibles are not easily accessible in any day. From a remote village, he has to go to the state capital where you can find a bookstore and they have to they have to spend a week's wages. I would say a, more than a week's wages for this travel and to buy a Bible. In India, I think um, buying a Bible is equal to uh, the two days wages. And most of these people are poor laborers. But our volunteers provide them Bibles in their villages and also free of cost. Free of cost. What a joy uh, to hear you say that. And that's where the caring people listening to this podcast come in. Listeners, you're the ones making those Bibles available free of charge to Christians all over the world, including in India, when you choose to get involved with Bible League. And today you're hearing about the great links to which Bible League staff and volunteers are willing to go to reach people all over India. You're listening to the Action Podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth, uh, and we're talking today with my colleague, Sabish, in India. Sabish, I know that your specific area is church planner training using Bible League resources. Tell us how planning a church usually happens in India. I visited some villages in remote parts of Orissa, one of the one of the northern states. One of our church planters, he was from a tribe, and he was the only saved person from that tribe. He got saved when he was working for his daily living in, in, in the city. He uh, he met a pastor, and the pastor shared the gospel, and he got saved. He had a burden to uh, reach his own tribe, and uh, the, the pastor sent him for the church planters training. And we uh, equipped him, trained him, and I also visited uh, those places and we have to cross two rivers and there is no bus uh, we have to walk a long way we have to climb the mountains two mountains and reach those places and when I went there I was really praising God because he left that city and he resigned his job 
and went to his own village uh, because of the church planted training and when he was motivated and challenged uh, by the training and he went there and he started to minister among his people people group in his own tribe well i love hearing this uh, that untrained pastor as you call him was shepherding his congregation and then began using project philip from bible league seeing seven cell groups formed and now what you say more than 250 people are gathering in a part of india where christian ministry wasn't really happening Planning churches is tough, tough work, isn't it? Some people, they were working in some places for years, maybe for 10 years, 11 years, but they were not successful in their ministry. But when they joined the church planters training, they planted more than three churches in some areas. And that, that's a great, great thing. That is the speciality and the uniqueness of this church planters training. And it is it is making an impact uh, in the society also. Well, I can tell you what a joy uh, to hear that God is blessing uh, the church planner training that we often talk about at Bible League. You know, it's amazing, Subish, what you're telling us, that pastors are motivated to plant two or three churches each. It's absolutely amazing. You're listening to the Action Podcast from Bible League International, and what a joy today to let you hear from my colleague, Subish, in India. We began the program today talking about how Christians are persecuted, and oftentimes quite severely in India, where it's a crime today, in some parts, to gather for a Bible study, to share your faith, and to even carry a Bible in plain view. And yet, in spite of those giants in the land, the gospel is going forth, and Christians are boldly sharing Christ with others. Subish, I know you've heard a hundred wonderful stories over the years. Can you share one with us right now? Uh, one of the stories that I received uh, recently from uh, the state of Karnataka, uh, it is the story of uh, Mahandish. Uh, he was basically a farmer and was leading uh, an immoral life. Uh, he was from a Hindu background. Uh, his parents despised him due to his character. And uh, he was isolated from the community. And there were times he tried to commit suicide. He lost hope and, fu- and future was a big question for him. While he was working in the field, uh, one day a pastor named Jay Chandra Babu, uh, he visited him and shared the love of Christ. His heart was moved while hearing God's words. Later, that pastor introduced uh, the, the Project Philip materials to him. And he started to learn the, the Project Philip uh, materials. And the pastor helped him. And uh, uh, the first uh, story in the Project Philip in, in, in the Kannada language uh, is uh, the story of Zacchaeus. And while he was uh, learning that lesson, he saw his life in Zacchaeus. And same day, he confessed his sins and accepted Jesus into his life. And uh, the pastor, and we provided him that Bible, and he gave that to uh, Mahandish. And he started to read the Word regularly. All right, let me stop you for just a second. So the pastor took this man through the Project Philip Bible study from Bible League, and then he started engaging with God's Word. Tell us more. He got saved through the Project Philip material, and he shared the gospel with that uh, Project Philip materials to his family, and eight of them accepted Jesus, and later they they joined the church, and uh, recently they got baptized also. We provided them uh, all the Bibles, and all the family members are attending the church regularly. (laughs) Wow. 
Well, praise God for these, what, nine new believers. The man who you say was known for leading an immoral life, and now eight of his relatives who came to Christ after this man, Mondish, you call him, was trained to share his faith with help from a Bible League volunteer. They're believers, they've been baptized, and they're members of a local evangelical church. Sabish, that's really what we're after, isn't it? That's what we pray for and work toward every day is to see people all over the world coming to saving faith and making disciples where God has them planted, even if it's in difficult places like India. Hey, in our final moments together, um, tell us two or three ways we can pray specifically for ministry in India. First of all, pray for a secular government to be formed in the center. This is a Hindu fanatic government, and they implemented many rules to restrict the activities of Christian organizations. And they canceled the registrations of many Christian organizations that receive funds from abroad. And secondly, pray for the churches in India undergoing persecutions and suffering, and also for the new believers to sustain their in their faith. And also for our church planters, and also the lit- uh, Bible literacy programs are going on well in many parts because the literacy I- illiterates are more in the, the northern states. And we are targeting them also. And we are targeting many of the uh, unreached tribes. Uh, it is because of the, the Ministry of Bible League we could reach all those tribes. That is the uniqueness. I would say that that's the uniqueness of Bible League ministry. And many churches and, and ministries testified that we are the first organization reaching them with evangelism materials and, and training and Bibles. And we are delighted to listen to such life-changing stories from different kinds of people. Well, and I can tell you, it's a joy to hear these stories of transformation today. Subish, I know the people who listen to this podcast will pray for you. They're also the ones who give so generously to the work of Bible League in places like India. Uh, what would you say to those people? Because of your help, we can able to reach the remote rural villages. BLI made greater impact on the lives of many people in our country. With BLI, we have the opportunity to reach every corner of the country with PP trainings and Bible-based literacy resources. Because of your decision to uh, help us with Bibles, many people transformed and received new life in Christ. They are the people groups of Hindu backgrounds. And the unique truth is that all of them are considered as first-generation Christians. And your contributions will help this generation to pass their faith to the future generations. On behalf of organization, our organization, I thank all the donors for your love and heart for the mission in India. You've been listening to the Action Podcast from Bible League International. My guest today is Sabish. We've withheld his last name to protect his identity as he ministers there in the country of India. Sabish, thank you for helping us to see how Christians are boldly sharing their faith, how the church is growing, and how Bible League is engaging people in India in God's Word. Will you stay involved with Bible League International by praying for and supporting this ministry with your financial gift? By God's grace and through your partnership, we'll continue serving the under-resourced church with Bibles and training to transform lives worldwide through God's Word. Visit BibleLeague.org to learn more about where we serve and to sign up for our e-news and verse of the day. That's BibleLeague.org. And follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Again, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Michael Woolworth for the Action Podcast.